raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. Lucin Muhammad, ladies and gentlemen, you you know the news. He is going into the Panthers Hall of Honor. We couldn't be happier for him. We did have the pleasure of working with him a little bit here at WFNZ, and then he wised up, Bone, and realized he's so much better than radio. Um, He continues to just do amazing stuff in the community from a business standpoint, too, in the community. And he's one of the greatest Panthers of all time. And on October 29th, he and Julius Peppers will both be honored as that. And Lucin Muhammad is not. Nice enough to join us here on the show. Moose, congratulations, man. Mac and Bone, two, two of my favorite guys. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Uh, and, and, and thank you for uh, the sentiments. I appreciate it. How about absolutely Jake yesterday? And I don't know if you heard what Jake said or whatever when he was with us yesterday, but Jake was really honest as he always is and said, guys, not only does Moose deserve this honor, but he says, when I went in, he says, I almost kind of felt bad because Moose should have been in before me. He, he had so many nice things to say about you, man. What was it? What was, I know you're not shocked, right? That he's being selfless. What was it like playing with the fiery Cajun at quarterback? Uh, well, you know, it was it was great. I mean, Jake was uh, passionate about the game. I mean, he was uh, he was a guy that studied like you know nobody's business. He he knew what we were, you know the game plan. He knew that the, our, our defenses and, um, and and that's one thing I can say. I mean, Jake was. I mean, he wasn't like a fast, athletic quarterback, and you know he didn't have and the one thing he had was that um, you know Jake was over prepared. Um, he was very passionate. And, you know, always in the moment. And so, um, you know, it, it always led to good outcomes for us when, you know, when the game was on the line, you knew what to expect out of Jake. And, you know, we'd have these kind of ebbs and flows in games, but um, there was never any quit in Jake. Yeah. And Jake Jake was just amazing. And, and that's why we, you know, we earned that name, the, the uh, Cardiac Cast. It was just a great time for us to, you know, to play together. Me, him, Smitty, it was just had a, a great time on the field. Moose, what does it mean to you to go in? You you had two cents here, and so did the guy you're going in with, Julius Peppers. What does it mean to you to to have this moment with, with Julius next to you? Yeah, I, you know it was amazing. I mean, I got so many Julius stories, but uh, one in particular is uh, I, I remember we were working out and doing off season training, and Julius came in, and um, <clears throat> we were doing uh, wind spins after uh, our workouts after practice, and um, and, and the defensive line, they, they break it up. And so it's, you know, receivers and DBs right here. You got running backs and tight ends in the middle. And then, you know, on the end, it's kind of the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen. And Julius comes down with us, the wide receivers. And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and, 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 you know, he takes his shirt off. He's 300 pounds, but he's like chiseled like a wide receiver. And I'm sitting with the DBs and the wide receivers. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to run the wind sprints with us. <laughs> and, and he's beating like half the team, like half the wide receivers and half the DBs. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He's 300 pounds and he's running with us. And so I, I knew then he was a special guy. And that was before he even played a snap, um, you know, with, with the team. But uh, it, it's going to be amazing um, to, to go in with Julius. Uh, it's going to be a special day. I think it really embodies the work that we put in um you know there, there there wasn't a day that went by that we didn't think about being better and 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 working towards that and uh you know and and then going out in the field and 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 letting it all hang out there you know i have no regrets about anything i did because i know every single day i gave it everything i could so uh you know it's gonna be fun and i know it's gonna be emotional and and i'm excited for it 
We're talking Moussin Muhammad. He is uh, about to be, on October 29th, a Hall of Honor member for your Carolina Panthers. He is one of the all-time great Panthers. And Moose, there there were two things that, that we kept coming back to the last two days when we've been talking about you with others or with ourselves. One is the season that you had in 2004. I don't think people realize. I mean, I, I think you were flat out the best receiver that year in the league. It's I one mean, of the greatest seasons let, in Charlotte sports, all sports led history. Him, led them in catches, led the league in catches, led the league in touchdowns, led the league in yards per game. And that came about, Jake was talking about this yesterday. Steve Smith went around. This was the year after the Super Bowl. Huge expectations. Monday night game, 2004 season kickoff. And Smitty goes down and Jake said, man, it took us a while to kind of catch our breath. We started terribly. But he says, you just took over that season. Uh, How's like, I know you would have rather had Smitty there with you, but like, you really, I know that, I know that got you some coin from Chicago that, that season, but like, what did that see, dude, dude, what did that season mean to you? I, I wanted the coin from Charlotte, to be honest, I wanted to stay home, you know, but, uh, you, you know, I, 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 there was a time in my career where, you know, I, I actually, you know, the first few years of my career, and I'd say kind of like there in the middle, three, four years into the league, you know, competing with some of the, you know, some, some names like, you know, uh, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, um, I mean, you name it. I mean, it was guys that, um, that the definitely Hall of Famers, legends of the game. It was tough to crack Pro Bowls and things like that. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, I was always in the top ten. I was always right there. And, and I think, you know, obviously a leader for the franchise, a leader for, um, you know, in my, in my category. Um, and, you know, had good contracts, we, you know, we did well, but, you know, there comes a point in time in your career when you, you know you got another great player coming in. And when Smitty came in uh, and, you know, he, he started to develop and become the guy that he, he became Agent 89. I think he came, he didn't come in the league as Agent 89, but he eventually became Agent 89. Yeah. Um, you know, you, 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 you have to become like a team player and I became a guy that was you know winning was more important than what I was going to do personally so um you know I, I was you know graceful and you know I just kind of I, I knew that it was time to be that number two and be that compliment but then Smitty went down and and, and it was horrible you know I you know he went down the first game of the year after the Super Bowl I was looking for a great run with him uh and and it was time to step up you know, and and I was the guy that said, hey, you know, I could be a number one again. I'd be a number two. I can, you know, I could do what you want me to do, and uh, and and it was that time. And so Jake is right. I mean, it took us, you know, with Dan Hand, took us a little time to get the the coordination down and 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 you know get the plays that we like. But eventually, that you know, they said Moose were coming back to you again. I was ready for it, and I was excited about it, and uh, and and showed them what I could do, and. Uh, uh, yeah, had had a great season there. Sixteen touchdowns. I mean, you know, um, it, it was it was a lot. Ninety three catches. I know you know all the numbers. Fourteen hundred something yards. Yeah. We're we're talking to Panthers legend Musin Muhammad on the Body Works Plus guest hotline going into the Panthers Hall of Honor in October with Julius Peppers in the game against Houston. Moose, we've mentioned uh, Agent eighty nine Steve Smith a couple times, and we're hoping that soon he goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And when he gives you credit for what you meant to his career, not just from the receiver that you were across from, not just the numbers and the touchdowns, but when he gives you credit for who you were as a teammate and a person to him, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I, you know, I get emotional because, you know, Smitty and I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see, um, I was on Smitty's podcast. and We pl- uh, we played part of it, you and Smitty talking about that, and I was I was tearing up listening to it, dude. I tell you, man, <laughs> it was emotional, man, because, I mean, we revealed things on that show that we haven't, you know, we, we won't say to each other on the golf course, you know. It's still a little competitive every now and then, you know, but uh, um, iron sharpens iron. And, and and I think, you know, we, we did a lot to – fueled each other's fire, make each other great. I mean, we're really the best of friends, but um, we were the toughest and fiercest of competitors. And, and I'd be damned if you got on that field and you didn't feel it when you played against us, you know? And so, um, you know, it, it, it's special. You know, I think I think we both hold a special place in each other's hearts. And I think, um, you know, as we reflect back on our careers, you know, we, we hold a special place in, in how we challenged each other, um, how we supported each other. Um, you know, I, you, you can't ask for another guy. I always tell people, I said, man, when I'm going into a street fight, if I was ever in a street fight in a dark alley, 
I want that guy in my backside. You know what I mean? He was that kind of a, he's that kind of player. He's that kind of friend. Um, you know, he's passionate, you know, he'll, uh, you know, he'll fight, he'll fight for you, but he'll fight with you. And, you know, those are the kind of guys that you want on your team. Moose, we were talking to Jake yesterday about the the record-setting play in the Super Bowl, 85 yards. That still stands today. He knew, he remembered the play call. What was it, Exxon 134, 130? Yeah, he knew. Or yeah, something. he knew that he knew the play call. Moose, who? What Patriot did you toast on that play for 85 yards? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it was like I, I I had Ty Law. You know, everybody wants the football. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I and I remember t- telling Jake in the huddle, "Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." You know, and Ty's been sitting on this route, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm going to run this." And 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 I and, and I just knew I was, it was going to work, right? Um, and so, you know, I, I double moved Ty Law. He bit the safety. Never came over because it was kind of a one-on-one coverage, and and I, and I was so open that I just said, "Man, you know, like I put my hand up. I was wide open." And Jake kind of looked one way. I think he looked at Smitty first, and then he came back to me, and he he had to sidestep some of the pressure that was there. And then when he threw the ball, I, I was kind of coasting because I was so open. Then I had to take off and start running again. Like, you know, it's one of those holy crap yeah. moments, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, you know, the ball coming over my shoulder. I'm like, okay, I, you know, it was a tough catch, but, you know, I was able to pull it in uh, and then fend off the safety, and, 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 and the rest is history. But... No, it's one of those moments, man, where you're like, you know, <laughs> you start cruising a little bit, and you figure out, what, oh, oh, God, wait, hold on. I, I need to speed up a little bit. Hold on here. <laughs> that, that was a uh, all-pro that year, a Hall of Famer, and an all-decade player, Ty Wall. That got yeah, me in that point. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. That, it's still the record. Still the record to this day. Longest Super Bowl catch, Moosin Muhammad against the Patriots, Super Bowl 38. Moose, another thing that came up this week when we were talking about you is your blocking. You are one of the, like I was comparing you to Heinz Ward. I, everybody everybody nationally wants to talk about Heinz Ward's blocking and this and that. It's like, and I always believe Moose is right there with him, man. He doesn't play for the Steelers, right? Everybody wants to talk about the Steeler wide receiver. Um, you took pride in it, man. You were physical and you like, I guess playing for John Fox, I guess you had no, <laughs> no choice, right? Like you're going to run it and you got to block, but it almost seemed like you like like putting a DB on his rear end as much as beating him for a touchdown. Yeah, well, I tell you, you know, it was interesting what um, the, the things that I did in the office. I mean, I I, I studied the, the playbook. I, I knew all the different positions on the field, and um, you know, the more you can do, the more valuable. I, I really felt like uh, I wanted to be a complete player, and I wanted to bring something to the game that was different. And um, and that was, you know, I was a physical guy. I mean, when I was in high school, I, I was a linebacker and uh, and a running back, and you know I was kind of like all state and, and linebacker running back. And I, I know a lot of people don't know this, but I you know I uh, switched positions when I got to college, yeah. you know, to play wide to play wide receiver. And so I was always a physical guy, and uh, and and the fact that you know I stayed in the playbook, um, Dan Henning, and you know what they wanted to do with me was just be interchangeable, and so. One of the things when we had, you know, Chris Mangum, we had Brad Hoover there, and you know, um, at, 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 and when we had our running game and the running backs that we had with, you know, um, Deshaun Foster and, and Stephen Davis, we had two change-up guys that were really good, and and defenses started to kind of change up on us. So we get into games, and it was like, you know, you never knew who was going to be in what place on the defense, yeah. and so so you'd have to block who was in front of you. And so, you know, I was the strong side receiver on, on the, you know, the strength of the formation as the Z. And so if I go in short motion and I got a safety, but, oh, my God, now a linebacker jumps out on me, <laughs> I got to block a linebacker, right? Or I might have to block a defensive end. And so, you know, it became kind of a package that we had. And, um, you know, it, it was more than just defensive backs. And I think that's where when people – well, they, they study the game and, and know the film and things like that. They'll say, "Well, well, yeah, he can, he could really beat defensive backs and, and block them and beat them bad and, and run routes and all that." But, but I, I blocked defensive ends. I blocked those Julius Peppers. I went in there and mixed it up with you know linebackers like Ray Lewis and things like that. Yeah. And, and I and I could I could really you know kind of make the the offense work because um, there were no mismatches, you know, and they they couldn't 
uh, scheme on us so that there was a mismatch. And, and those are the things I took pride in. I mean, I was a physical guy. I knew how to, you know, I knew the uh, schemes and the defenses and the fronts and all those different things. And so I was able to be interchangeable in there. But I, I did. I took pride in that. You, you know, can I really did and made it a part of who I was and a part of my game. And I, and I think it was, it was something different that was brought to the receiver. That was awesome. Yeah. If you need to step up and be the number one, you were the number one and put up huge numbers. If you needed to, you know, uh, block, you'd block. I mean, you, you did it all, man. Let's just win, T-Bone. Hey, T-Bone, if you went down, I was coming to grab the mic. Right? You know, that's how it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, Moose, I was going to say. Down, yeah, I was going to say. Thanks man, for. I'm like, T-Bone's down. I got it, man. Oh, Let's man. Go. It could have been the Mac and Moose show. I would have, <laughs> if I would have known that, Moose, I would have heard bone myself. I was just going to say a minute ago, Blindside Bone was my football nickname in the night. Uh, <laughs> Moose, I wanted to thank you for what you did football-wise. And when you were part of us for the time you were, you couldn't have been nicer. You couldn't have been better. And you did not judge the dress code in Sports Talk Radio. Mac and I did not necessarily have the suits that you had. And you never you never looked at us different, Moose, despite the fact that you were wearing suits that are worth more than I am, and we were wearing sweatpants someday. <laughs> that is well, true. Well, I, I, can, I can say this, uh, you know, T-Bone, that, that you were always authentic. And, and anytime I came dressed and pressed, you, you, you always – were, were who you were. You, you, you would never you kind of meet me in the middle. I remember there, was, there, was, there was a day we had a snowstorm and Moose was in there. Moose had jeans on and we're like, oh my God, he wears jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the talk in the office, Moose, when you had to show up in jeans. It was, like, it was like an email blast. Moose is in jeans. Oh, man. Uh, thanks, Moose. Uh, Moose, this is awesome, man. We're so happy for you and it's cool to get to talk to you again and have fun and, and hopefully the Panther fans loved hearing you talk football. And I would say, like you were, like you were mentioning, every Everybody should, if they have not heard the Cut To It podcast episode, where it was you as the guest for Steve Smith on his pod, you guys get emotional. You guys do real talk about, hey, I didn't like when you did this. I didn't like what you like. It's really good stuff, man. So check that out, too, y'all. But congratulations, Moose, and thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, Max. Thanks, T-Bone, guys. You guys, uh, um, I, I look forward to coming back on the show again. I'm sure we'll do it again through the season, guys. Definitely, man. Thanks, Be good. Chris. There you go. Moose Don't Muhammad. tell it. Don't tell us that. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. You know what that beat means? It's time for everybody's favorite, Granny Pat's favorite. We do it for you, Granny, right here on Wesson Walker. Time for fire or fizzle. And I'm doing this as I eat McDonald's fries. Yes, sir. I just polished mine off. A large, unsalted. Shroppy got me some fries. I didn't expect it. It's the first time I've had McDonald's fries. I mean, a year? Over a year? Wow. Yeah, it's been that long. And they're very good. And I'm very glad that I have them in my hand right now. But it's been a long time since I've eaten them. And he got them for free, I imagine. Because it's Friday. No, that's tomorrow. You were so ready for that. I told you coming back. You baited me into it. It's Friday. It's French Friday. Because it's French Friday, Wes is telling you what is fire or fizzle with different brands of fries. We will lead off 
with Bojangles seasoned fries. Wes, you tell me, fire or fizzle. I mean, one of the things that make Bojangles unique is the fact that they have seasoned fries. And when you talk about uh, the spicy chicken that they have, the, the chicken supremes that they have that have just a little bit of kick, then you go in there and you get those seasoned fries. And sometimes they can be great, especially when you get that fresh batch or if you want to get that hack and tell them you don't want any seasoning, you want to get them to put it on the side and then you put it on there after the fact. It's a great hack. Or sometimes if they've been sitting there for a while, they might not be the greatest thing in the world. But at the end of the day, in the world of fire or fizzle, we don't go by you at your worst. We go by you at your best. <laughs> and so Bojangles seasoned fries, when they are at their best, that Cajun kick, that seasoning just oh so perfect, and they're oh so crispy, and you're eating it with that Cajun filet or those chicken supremes. They are straight a Carolina staple. You did a great job of breaking that down because this would be, it's a, it's hard. There's some nuance yes. in describing the Bojangles No fries. doubt about it. And you hit every single point <laughs> you needed to hit. That's what we need to do. Thank you. That All is right. that is a perfect piece of analysis on Bojangles season fries. Can we expect the same thing from you when I ask you if Orida fry steak fries or crinkle Orida? I mean, just, I remember the commercials. <laughs> I remember them as a kid, but you tell me the commercials, they might have been fired, but the product might not be. Wes, I have to go to you on this. Listen, I wanted to go to the common man on this National Friday, the man that might not be able to eat fast food fries all the time, or the man that might want to go with the better option and tailor them to how he may want it. Not a lot of salt or different things like that. You might want to put them in the oven, maybe go a little bit healthier route, throw them in the oven, the air fryer that you might do in these days in 2023. <laughs> you go to the grocery store. There's plenty of options of fries that you can have to make your dinner more delectable. But then you go, and the OG red bag is sitting right there for you. All right, a fry. I've been eating them since I was a kid. Steak fries, crinkle fries, they got a lot of different cuts. But one thing I do know, a ride of fries, when you talk about just great at home eating, they are straight fire and you can get them on a budget. I like one for the common man. That's right. The common man fry. Or Ida. We appreciate it. Get your you. bag. They last you a couple of days. Maybe longer. Got a couple of texts referencing this next product. Okay. They want to know what you think about five guys fries. It rhymes. It don't mean that it's fire, though. What, what do you say? <laughs> fire or fizzle? Some nights, you know, your mom or your girl or whoever the case may be, they may decide to just... Do it the old-fashioned way and go get potatoes out and they get the knife and they sit there and they cut the fries and they're going to fry them <laughs> over the stove. And so when you go eat at Five Guys and you get that delicious burger that is still to this day my favorite and that might light up the text lines as well. But then when you talk about those fries that taste like somebody was just sitting in the back cutting them up and then just put them in the fryer to be had the old-fashioned way. Some people may like it. Some people may not. And then they give you a boatload where a small is enough to feed a small family. But all I know is Five Guys Fries, especially paired with those burgers, with that homemade flavor, I don't need the season. I don't need anything on them because they are straight fire. And don't you forget it. Five Guys, my favorite burger place when I want to sit down. The reason is the no season for Five Guys being fire. We can move on. <laughs> the next one, cookout fries. They changed it, Wes. Yeah. They changed it. I know it used to be fire, okay, yeah. because that was a fantastic side. It's a, it's a staple for me, even on the trays, that if I get more entrees, I will order a side of cookout fries. But they changed it. You know about this because you've already had both variations of it. Yes. Fire fizzle, cookout fries. Cookout fries, man, when you go get the trays or you go get your, just a bag of fries. I can't remember the last time I got fries a la carte at Cookout, man. When I first started eating at Cookout when I was a student, 
athlete at Wake Forest University. I believe it was one of the first, if not the first, the one by Wake Forest. I did get the fries a la carte, and they were delicious. And then they've had a couple of different iterations, iterations, whatever the case. I, I might have jacked that up. I might have pulled a fitty. Iterations right is good. Iterations. Alliterations would be great. I don't know what kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they decided to change some things up. And all restaurants have to do things. You might want to change it up. You might want to shake it up every now and again. So now when I go to cookout and I get fries in my tray, what do I think of them? Cookout. I'm not going to make Fitty use the dump button right here for what I think about this. And I think you know what's coming. Oh, no. I know what's coming. Oh, no. Cookout fries are straight. Fizzle, you messed up you big time. Take them, throw them out. It's, you just you messed up royally. It's a sad thing, man. Royally. I, I haven't had them. I haven't had them since they changed it, apparently. I mean, they were so crispy. They were so good. The, the great texture, man. And With that honey mustard? It's all about the pairing, like putting together a team. You, you got a great burger that you got in there. And then I like to get the hush puppies on the side to go with the fries. I heard Charlotte Sports Today read a text that Cookout is the last place that you can get a real grilled grilled feeling burger. How it yeah, tastes like it it's is. fresh off the grill. It was a great take. It was a great fast And then you ruin take. it with bad fries. I hate it, man. The big double do burger tray fries? with fries I, I just like want to be in those meetings. Yeah. I need to be Wes, you see the logo. It's considered, I think the consensus is that McDonald's has the best fries in the game. Right. But the consensus needs to change if Wes doesn't deem it fire. Can we continue to call McDonald's the best fast food franchise when it comes to the fry game? Or is it now fizzle because of you? Listen, I looked at a couple of lists before I did this because I wanted to make sure that I was <laughs> thorough in my investigation. Talking about, I've seen lists that had Wendy's fries above McDonald's, but McDonald's is always ranked near the top. I mean, when you first went there for the first time, this is one of those food items that you remembered the first time that you had it. You remembered what it felt like. You know how you feel every time you see it, every time you smell it. When Shrop walked in here with those fries, I mean, you could just smell that above anything else in the room. Yeah, it's true. The golden arches. Rarely. The consistency. It's rare you get a bad batch of McDonald's fries. And if not, you can do the hack as well. Get them with no salt and then get the salt on the side so you can get the fresh batch. But McDonald's, even on their worst day, is better than 80 to 90% of restaurants' fries on their best day. So what does that tell you? This is an elite fry that we're talking about. There's no, this is something when you talk about foods I could eat every day. This is one of them. McDonald's fries are straight. Fire, the number one, the Jordan of fries. The OG. What does Fitty need to do with the beat right now? Cut that beat off. That's right. We will go. <laughs> uh, we just gave McDonald's their slogan when they want to advertise their fries. The Jordan the, the of fries. The Jordan of fries. Yes. Wes, you're a marketing genius. <laughs> All right. We as have. long as I get a check for it, which I doubt I will. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to 3. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. Our next guest, uh, we love the fact that the Panthers signed him in the offseason. Cannot wait to see him tote the rock for the Panthers. We got to talk about the upcoming season, less than two weeks to training camp. And we got to let him get the word out about his football camps. You know, he's doing one back in Pennsylvania where he's from, but he's doing one here in Charlotte that I'm sure a lot of you might want to know about. So let's help him get the word out about that. He is Panther running back Miles Sanders, and he joins us here on the Mac and Bone Show. Miles, thank you for coming on, man. How you doing? 
I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing good, man. We appreciate you. So, so we're less than two weeks away from camp. Like, we're so fired up about you guys, about this team, about the coaching staff, all the new players. Like, we're ready for you to go to camp like yesterday. Like, we're ready to start. Are you at that point where you're ready to go to training camp, or are you not? Could, could you handle another couple weeks of vacation? How you feeling about that? No, it's, it's actually, you know, when it gets to this point, uh, time starts going by fast. So I, I'm about ready to, uh, you know, get, get ready to work, you know, and, yeah. and get this get this season on. One one guy that you know well and we're, we're getting to know now as he's the uh, assistant head coach for the for the Panthers is Deuce Staley. You're, you're reunited with Deuce. What what makes Coach Staley, in your view, such a special guy to play for? Um, what makes him a special guy to me is that uh, – it's just his passion for the game. I think it's, it really separates him from all the other coaches that I've coached with. And I and I had some really good coaches, but uh, Deuce is, uh, is unique in his own way. Um, he he puts his heart, his his literal heart, into everything he he does, and he lives he lives this game through us. And he tells us that every day. He wishes he can still play, but he can't. So that's why he he he's so passionate about this game. And um and most of the times he's not really always on football. Football terms, you know, he he cracks jokes. You know, he's a fun yeah. guy, always having fun, um, cracking jokes. And the and the, and the meeting room is even worse. We can barely get through film, but it's all love, and <laughs> it's all love at the end of the day. And he's a he's a great guy, and he's it's all it's all uh, from a good heart at, at the end of the day. And that's why I love him to death, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do anything from. Yeah, it's he seems like that sort of coach so would where we, guys will run through a brick wall. So would we, and we just watch yeah. him on YouTube, you know? Yeah, he fires <laughs> us up, man, just watching on that, you know, uh, Panther behind-the-scenes series. He had us fired up. When he st- when he told Shaq in one of y'all's OTA practices, <laughs> come on, Shaq, you're going to make a play? You hadn't made one all day. I mean, I was dying. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's how he is all day. He's going to challenge every – well, what he what he does is before every before every practice, he he's over there on the, on the defense, just talking talking smack. So he gets the defense fired up, gets them all mad and stuff, and then uh, and we have a good we have a great practice at the end of the day. So. Spirited man, I love that. That's the way when Cam was here, Cam Newton was here. That's the yeah. way him and Thomas Davis would do that, and everybody else would kind of rise to the occasion. We're talking to Miles yeah. Sanders, brand new Panthers running back. He says he's ready for training camp in Spartanburg. Uh, let's talk about this team that you are a part of. Uh, obviously, you come from one of the most talented teams in the NFL. You guys in Philly losing in the Super Bowl to Kansas City. This situation is a bit different. They're trying to build. You're trying to build something here. But like, yeah. how good do you think this group is? I mean, and and how competitive can y'all be this year right away? I believe we can be as good as we as we put our minds to it. I mean, uh, we are. We look. We, we look. I mean, people will say we look good on paper, um, or we got you know we got a lot of talent, lot lot of young talent. Got some vets on the team too. But um, you know, you you really create a championship team between OTAs and, and training camp. So, and we're about to get into training camp, and that's where that's going to really matter. But I have a good feeling about these guys. Uh, uh, these guys work, and that's the main thing I'm noticing. OTAs. Uh, we got a very very good young quarterback that's being mentored by a very 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 good quarterback, future Hall of Famer Andy Dalton. That I have a lot of respect for, and you know you got guys like Adam Thielen that's uh, mentoring the, the, uh, the, the receivers, and that's a great guy to you know take notes from. And um, we got a decent O line that I love. Oh, I love the film. I love watching the film, and the defense is stacked. Uh, but you know we all got to put it together each and every season. It's a different season every every year. So. Miles, you had 50 catches in your first year in Philadelphia. Dropped off a little bit, I think, because Philadelphia kept adding more weapons in the receiving game. But how ready are you to get back to catching the ball more out of the backfield and becoming that that dual threat here in Charlotte? Oh, I'm, I'm beyond ready. I'm just I'm just ready to do whatever I can to help the team win. And, and if that's uh, catching the ball more, that's uh, I, I love to do that uh, just to showcase what I could do. You know. All right, so you've been in in these OTA practices so far and minicamp with Bryce Young. This whole city has fallen in love with Bryce Young. We are so starved to have. Like, you saw it in, in Philadelphia. When you got that dude at quarterback, man, it takes you to another level. What 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 have you noticed from him? Like, what do we not know about Bryce Young from watching him on TV that you notice in practice that, that impressed you? Oh... Um. 
I, I, I said I said it the same thing in every interview when they ask. Uh, all I can say, man, the guy is sharp. The guy is a sharp guy. Um, kudos to Nick Saban and what he's doing in Alabama because he's doing a heck of a job. Um, and like I said, he's sharp. He's there early, last one leaving. Uh, the main thing, a part of his game that I've noticed is, his, you know, his pocket presence. His pocket presence is, is, is amazing to me, and he has a quick release. And he makes smart decisions, too, so he doesn't really force passes, and he has a nice touch, a lovely touch on the ball. Yeah. And, yeah, he's a big fan. He, he has a, he's like a humble, humble, uh, cocky, not cocky, but like he's cocky in a humble way, in right. the humblest way. Like he knows, he knows, he knows who he is, and yeah. um, I think we're a good hand. Miles, one thing uh, with you that we're excited about is not just what you're going to do as a football player, but what you're going to do for the city of Charlotte, for kids in Charlotte. You're doing stuff in, in Pennsylvania as well, but on July 23rd, your foundation, the Sanders Dream Foundation, you're hosting a free camp at Rocky River High School, and that's at MilesSandersFootballCamp.com. Tell people what giving back to young people means to you. Oh man, uh, it means it means giving back. Really, uh, it's just me just looking back at, to when I was a kid. Uh, you know, um, the idea of starting the Sanders Dream Foundation was to work with my mom to create a platform to all of my community efforts as a professional and uh, recognize my reach and influence. Uh, it's really important for me to create opportunities and inspire communities uh, similar to the one I grew up in, Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I remember just being a kid at, at the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, football players camps, and you know, just looking at them, look, looking at them as they're as if they're superheroes. You know, these these kids look at us as 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 these amazing people, and you know, all we can do is just show uh, great great examples into in them being into what we are, or you know, inspiring them to do whatever they want to be, whether if it's not being an athlete. And that's just my main main thing of doing this. So, uh, yes. And that's a MilesSandersFootballCamp.com, Rocky River High School, uh, July 23rd, free camp. Free that camp. is awesome. What an immediate impact, Mac, he's already making. Before he even gets to training camp, he's affected people. Yeah, right? I love that, man. Yeah. I, I got one thing. I got one more thing to say. If, okay. you're, a kid listening, if you're a kid listening right now or a parent listening right now that has kids, the camp is uh, for six, six years old to tw- uh, 13, and there is July 23rd. Head over to MilesSandersFootballCamp.com. We only have 100 registration spots left for Charlotte. Okay. Sweet. Okay, All so right. people better yeah, people better get over there See, to MilesSandersFootballCamp.com. I'm glad you gave the ages because my man Mac over here is a Penn State fan. I thought he was going to try to jump in your camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Bone, don't get us started, man. You know I got to talk about the I Nittany know. Lions I know with my man yeah. Miles Sanders. All right, so Miles, here's my question. I, I love this Penn State team right now. I love the young stud quarterback, first-year starter. I love the way Franklin's recruiting. But we got these what two. What about the running back? Oh, the, the running backs. Back. Oh, my God. Seriously. What a tandem of sophomore <laughs> running backs. You're right. Got to give the running backs love, bro. Uh, but here's my problem. Do I need to step away from it? Would you guys yeah, have a moment yeah, why here? You, right. Yeah. Why don't you see yourself out? Here's the problem, though. Freaking Ohio State and Michigan are a pain in my rear end, man. Is this? Can we get past those two, dude? Yes, we can. I think I think this year uh, with the new quarterback uh, being up there, you know, I heard he I heard he's very talented, but you know, only only time will tell. The only for sure thing is is some of those receivers and those two running backs, man, lean on them to win those games because I'm telling you, those running backs are different, and I know Coach Franklin is is over there loving that, especially Coach Sider. But I would lean on those two backs, you know, get them get them out uh, catching the ball a little bit more, get them more involved. Mm-hmm. Between them two, they need about forty touches total, and yeah, and that's just a fact. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie; those guys are two future first round, second round draft picks. Studs, no doubt. Miles, we have a we have a fan question here. It comes from a man you might know. It's uh, JJ Jansen listening from Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> one of your teammates. And uh, JJ would like to know, diehard fan of the show, would like to know: uh, Is he your favorite special teamer? And if yes, uh, what makes JJ so great? Oh, JJ is awesome. JJ is awesome. Yes, he, of course, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. He's always in a good mood in the locker room. He's bringing the vibes all the time, and he's just a mediator for everything. You know, he got some years in the league, and 
He has all the respect for me, but JJ's definitely one of my favorites. Shout out to you, JJ. I love it. Unreal. It's that unbelievable. Was, it was shameless by it JJ, was. but he is lovable. We love it him is. here. He comes on all the time, Miles, and takes over our show, bro. He was upset. Thank he you. wants That's Miles on his car talk show, and he said this might mess yeah. up his bookings. <laughs> Hey, one last thing, because I'm from Pennsylvania, like you, you know, like you. I told you I'm a Penn State fan. You've been, you've been your whole life up there, right? You know, playing ball up there. Now you're down here in the South. I love as a Pennsylvania native. I love it bet down here. I've been down here almost 20 years. I, I go back to visit, but I want to stay here forever. What, what, what do you like about Charlotte? Because being in the South is different for you, right? What, what do you like about being here? Oh, the Southern hospitality in, in Carolina, period. Because, uh, yeah, I, I ended up getting a house kind of across the, across the borderline, like in South Carolina. Yeah. So I'm everywhere. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Southern hospitality here is real. Everybody is extremely nice, which is kind of new to me, you know, being in Philly. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. It's a little opposite. It's a little opposite. That is so, hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, I love I love it though. The only thing I gotta get used to is this heat. Which I mean, I, I, I work out in the heat a lot. You know, uh, I train in Houston, but yeah, but uh, I love it out here. I'm not gonna lie, it's peaceful where I live and yeah. relaxing. I can see just being ten times more focused out here, and I I, I nice. really love it. I've been in I've been in the state of PA for 25 years of my life, and finally getting out of the state so I'm, I'm extremely excited that's cool man very cool and you're gonna love it man great place to live and yes uh maybe a little calmer than philly maybe a little, a little calmer a little bit we'll get worked up but not that worked up all right miles yeah. everybody miles sanders football camp.com hurry up limited number free camp see if you can get your kids involved miles uh we'll see you at spartanburg man uh and we're looking forward to the season thanks for joining us Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Sit tight and stay locked because Instant Replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WFNC because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show. Snide hits me up on the text line and says, KB, do you find it a little embarrassing that the CW is covering the ACC? It sounds like it the way you were talking, but you have to remember at best the ACC is the third best conference, maybe the fourth. I mean, I, it's not even. Embarrassing is the wrong word. Maybe that's a little bit strong. I just, I think in my head, and this has probably everything to do with uh, my age and my perception of the CW growing up, especially in my 20s. And now, you know, here we are well into the future, at least what I consider the future as a slightly younger man. And I just assumed we'd be talking about Netflix and Apple TV and HBO, well, sorry, Max and uh, Facebook and Twitter and, you know, those types of digital media companies competing for, you know, live inventory in sports, the broadcast rights with these leagues and, you know, these conferences, not the network that brought us, you know, One Tree Hill, um, not, not the network that was airing or it probably still is airing Smallville or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or Moesha. I think these are all shows on the CW. Supernatural was probably one. I, I think it's that. Um, I guess money's money, and I can't wait to hear Jim Phillips talk about it in Uptown Charlotte at ACC Media Days coming up here in about a little under two weeks. One of the guys that'll be there, I'm sure, asking the questions, the hard-hitting questions. He's a big J journalist from the Raleigh News and Observer, longtime sports columnist Luke DeCock is back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Luke, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I you know I was just listening to you kind of go over it, and I, I I think what people are missing is this is not new content. This is just zombie Raycom. It's the games that were RSN 
Now they're on the CW. So instead right. of getting emails from people that say, you know, where where can I watch this game? What's RSN? I'm going to get emails from people saying, what channel is the CW? It's just when, when, when we talked about this earlier, when Valley Sports dropped the ACC package, it had to go somewhere. Um, the CW is where it landed. And, and, I'll, and I'll be the contrarian here. I know the CW is not exactly a prestige network, um, but this does put ACC games on an over-the-air network. Um, that's available in, in all the markets, uh, and they had to go somewhere. And this probably is it. is not getting any money out of this. These games are already sub-licensed to Raycom. Um, it's probably a pretty good landing spot, and it puts the ACC in a in, in new territory. You know, the CW is not going to have a halftime show. It's just it's going to be all the same stuff. Um, it's just going to be show up on the CW instead of Valley. And, you know, I think, that's, I think that's fine. I don't think there's going to be any hard questions for Phillips about this because those games had to land somewhere, and, and the CW is probably not the worst spot. Well, I mean, Nexstar bought the CW late last year. We were talking about this before. Like, um, I got a lot of questions on my text line about this right now. And uh, somebody said, hey, you know, just be, remember that the CW is available over the air with antennas and no streaming, no cable. I don't know how much that factors in at all. But um, it's just strange to think that the CW, they, they were in the mix with the Pac-12, obviously had a deal with yep. with Liv. I mean, just from a media, you're a media guy, from a media standpoint, it's next star behind all of this. Does that move the needle for you? Are you interested in that? What do you think? No, not really, but they're obviously trying to get into sports that, you know, they, they may still end up with a, I, I, I'm not totally up on it, but I don't think it's out of the question. They end up with a piece of the Pac-12. It's, it's something they're trying to do to add programming. Um, and, and, you know, uh, it's given the, where we are with cord cutting and the state of ESPN and Bob Iger saying Disney makes spinoff ESPN and ABC entirely. Um, and, and, and that's probably going to go about as well as, as spinning off Valley did. Uh, it's, it's a pretty dark time, and if, if CW wants to get into the business, I think that's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, look, as I said, is it a prestige network? Is it fancy? Is it exciting? Like you said, it's not Apple TV or whatever, but you know what? More people are going to be able to watch those games than before. I think that's probably a net W for the ACC. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. The more we talk through it, I think it makes more sense than it probably did initially, but it's uh, like just culturally st- speaking still... It's ra- a weird one. It's a rather bizarre. We got Luke DeCock, Raleigh News and Observer. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Here's a uh, kind of off-the-wall question, but I think you'll like it, and just take it where you see fit. For the second straight year... The uh, great state of North Carolina ranks number one as the best state in America to do business. Uh, they overtook Virginia last year. They they kept the top spot this year. What does that mean for sports in the state of North Carolina? You know, I, I think it means what it's meant for the last few years, which is growth. It's going to continue to grow. I mean, that kind of uh, business growth and, and the, the expanding economy and companies moving here, um, obviously in Charlotte, it's it's built a corporate backbone that you can have three professional teams, three major league teams in Raleigh. It's, it, it, you know, Apple coming in and Google coming in uh, has done good things for this area. And, and, you know, there may be some opportunities there. It, look for everything that, that we, that frustrates us about North Carolina or, or, you know, that, that all of that, it's still a, a state people want to live in. It's a state people want to do business in. Um, you know, I think the, the beaches and the mountains have a lot to do with that and the quality of the cities, whether that's Raleigh or Durham or Charlotte or, you know, Wilmington, Asheville, Greensboro. You know, these are all places, Winston-Salem. I mean, that, they've completely turned around that whole rental development. Uh, it's, a, it's a time of growth. That's, that's good for everybody. You look at Wake Forest, New Deal with the credit union. Uh, you look at the ACC's office. That's the, the ACC's office in Charlotte is going to be in a building that wasn't there, what, five years ago? Um, and now Honeywell's in there. So, uh, these are all good things for sports. It means more potential sponsors for teams. It means more potential sponsors for bowl games um, if we ever get a second one. And it means more things like the, the 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 Jordan brand thing they did in Charlotte last year with UNC. It means more like Wrexham and Chelsea. You know, Charlotte gets most of the soccer, but Wrexham and Chelsea are playing at Keenan Stadium on Wednesday. That's a big deal. They're going to have 50,000 people in there for that on ESPN. So, those kind of things don't happen unless you have the economic base to support them. And increasingly we're seeing that, but I think that that's been true for a long time. The trend of sports in North Carolina has, has been one of growth. Um, and that, that doesn't figure to change anytime soon. Let's talk a little college football before I let you go here. Um, let's start with the Tar Heels and get that out of the way. Um, I love Drake may 
I think the offense should be better. I don't think the defense is going to be very good. Let me give you a scenario, though. Let's say Carolina has a a quote-unquote disappointing season this year. With Drake May, year two, they go out and they finish 8-4 and in the regular season. What happens next offseason with Carolina football? Is there a change? Is there anything to talk about significant if they win eight games next year, but it would still be deemed a bit of a letdown because, of course, we know who the quarterback is? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, every offseason, the bar gets so, so high for Carolina. I don't get the sense that Mac has, has happy feet, and I don't get the sense that eight and four would be the kind of year that would get enough momentum to, to, to make that change. Uh, but, you know, you certainly would expect them to be better than anymore. I, I disagree with you on the defense. Last year, I, I just, I don't, I'm not used to seeing a Gene Chizik defense play that poorly. There were chemistry issues. You saw them on the sideline against Notre Dame. I think there's a lot of addition by subtraction in that defense. They recruited a lot of guys who just didn't fit what they wanted to do or didn't fit the team because they were highly ranked players. There, there were some errors in evaluation there. And I think they fixed some of those mistakes. So I actually expect their defense to be uh, at least okay uh, at least look more like a Gene Chizik defense, which it did not last year. If that defense can up its game from where it was last year, then everything gets much easier. I, you know, in the big picture, does eight and four are, are the alumni, are the boosters, are the money people really angry about eight and four? Maybe, but also you got to remember there there just aren't a lot of teams that that win ten games in a conference that's got Clemson in it. It's just, it's hard, and Carolina has a chance. The stars haven't exactly aligned, but but there's a path for them to do that. And once again, we're going to go into August and September talking about you know Carolina winning the offseason again and and all of that. But there's for good reason, like they can do it. I, seven and seven and five, I think, is where you start getting into those conversations. I don't know about eight wins. Eight, well, eight just, wins still feels like a good number. More likely to happen. Mike Elko and the Blue Devils match last year's win total of nine, or uh, Dave Clawson guides Wake Forest to their eighth consecutive winning season now with Mitch Griffiths under center. Uh, I'm going to go with Wake only because I think Duke could have a better team this year, but because of their schedule actually regressing the win column. I think Duke's in a really tough spot where they could make a big leap forward in year two under Mike Elko. And that schedule is just so hard that, that they're going to have trouble sort of uh, getting the results to demonstrate that. Whereas, you know, Wake Forest is, you know, metronomic and they find ways to do it with guys that you didn't see last year or didn't hear about. They do such a good job developing players. I'll go with Wake, but I, I, I doesn't mean I think Duke's going to regress. I think Duke has the potential to take a big step forward. I just don't know if we're going to see that reflected in wins and losses. Well, Luke DeCock, it's always fun. You delivered once again, buddy. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Yep, I got to go find the CW. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.